Thank you for downloading the Inspirational Women of Portsmouth podcast. My name is Ronnie Edwards and I run Pomodzi Creators, which hosts the Inspirational Women of Portsmouth Awards. These awards mark International Women's Day through a nomination process where anyone can be nominated for being inspirational, regardless of their context. The project also raises money for the Rape Counselling Service Parks. This series gives us a chance to get to know some of the women who are nominated for the awards. I hope you enjoy them. So I'm here, Grania, and I'm just laughing with myself because um, I, I'm rubbish at pronouncing your name, so I do apologise, Grania. That is absolutely fine. <laughs> Thank you for joining me on the podcast. So this is the Inspiration Women in Portsmouth podcast. It's quite unusual in that we're in the middle of a lockdown, um, which means that I can't do the podcast the way I would have liked it done. And we've got this Zoom, uh, this really surreal Zoom podcast interview thing going. But Grania was um, a finalist in the Inspiration Women in Portsmouth um, project. Um, and she was, well, was recognised as finalist in, in the arts category. And I'm just going to read, um, Grania, can I call you G? Yes, do that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm more comfortable with that as well. <laughs> I'm just going to read out uh, this lovely little bit of text that was said about you um, as part of the uh, nomination process. It's so lovely. Since being part of Neptune Girls, this person has made me grow in confidence and has made me feel part of a great family. She helps others to feel amazing about themselves. And this person always talks to new people when joining class. She made me want to come back to other classes and courses. It's nice to look back and see how people grow in confidence and self-worth, all because of this lovely lady. She's inspiring because you can tell that she loves helping others and she does this because she enjoys it, not because she has to. So thank you, Grania. Isn't that oh, lovely? That, that gets me emotional hearing that. So that, that's what I was living for. Like I wanted to be in a world where I just get opportunities to encourage mm. people to celebrate each other. So yeah. that kept me going. It's really so special. <laughs> so that's what one person said about you and this person was obviously like in terms of the the, pod, um, the project it was about you being part of this tribe of people that really recognized how inspirational you are but how would you um describe yourself what what three words maybe would you say um describes you the best so it's always a hard one to describe yourself mm-hmm. nicely isn't yeah. it like yeah. i try like i consciously make an effort obviously to, to pick nice words and sort of words um, because we are so critical of ourselves but one that I would definitely say and one that people describe me of of is um, I'm quite a positive person Mm. I I do struggle sometimes but I always try to think you know the glass is half full as opposed to half empty yeah and it's not always the easiest but it definitely makes a difference on my outlook and I would say that I'm loving and within hopefully all of my relationships um, and then another one that I sort of pride myself on is that I'm trustworthy. Because um, I, I think that that's also really important to be within all your relationships that I suppose people can come to you and feel like there's an element of trust there as well. That is such a rare, valuable um, attribute to have. Thank you for sharing that. And it doesn't hurt oh, to you. celebrate yourself as well, does it? 
I know. <laughs> we need to do more of it. That's why you're doing this. That's why I'm here. So how um, how did you get to where you are then? Tell, tell us about your adventure in terms of uh, getting to Neptune Girls and, and having the role that you have, which is you're one of the dance teachers of Neptune Girls, aren't you? And yeah. you're my teacher as well. <laughs> Yay! Which is obviously the best role ever. (laughs) You make my Monday nights awesome. Yes, I'm so glad. Um, So long story short, because we could be here for days, um, but long story short, nearly six years ago now, I moved to Portsmouth from living in Ireland um, to be with my now husband. Mm. And I had danced my whole life. I was a stage girl. I was in the pantomimes. I'd done the ton curling. Like anything that got me dancing and performing was where you would find me. Yeah. Oh, literally. And like then when, so when I became a late teen and I suppose people stopped attending hobbies and dance lessons and my friends stopped. Yeah. They then moved to go into the teaching element. So stopped performing myself, but then taught within my stage girl um, and hip hop dance girl and like really, really enjoyed teaching people. Um, it was obviously mainly kids, but um, we did do some side projects for adults, so that was great. Yeah. When I decided to move, it was always the one thing that I thought, right, I don't know why, obviously I've learned differently now, but looking back, I remember at the time thinking, right, you're growing up now, I was 24, and you just need to leave that hobby behind, essentially, yeah. is what I said to myself. You need to get a proper job, and I'm doing um, air commas there, because obviously I need to get a proper job, and that was just what was going to happen, so... Yeah. I didn't dance. I stopped dancing for two whole years when I moved here. For one reason, obviously, was that I didn't know where I could go. And then secondly, yeah. there actually wasn't anywhere for me to go. Um, obviously, when you look at the map, you think, oh, just go to London every weekend. But it's actually not that practical. It's, it's that, um, that tricky adult category of dance. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I don't want to dance with kids. Um, I also didn't want to just go to someone and be like, can I teach? Because... Obviously, I grew up with the stage, that stage, stage girl that I was with. I'd been there for like 20 years. So they knew me and I knew them. But I didn't want to just rock up somewhere. Because you also doubt yourself as well. Like, who am I? Like, I've got no credentials. Like, nobody knows me. So so randomly, like, two years after living in the UK, um, I started to notice that the Neptune girls, or this, to me, it was this dance group, are popping up on my um, Facebook and my social medias. Okay. Um, and it was as if, like, I kept thinking, I want a dance class that's for people my age that does, like, commercial-style, Beyonce-style dancing. And it was as if I had, like, posted this myself. And I was yeah, like, wait, is that real? Or is this, like, yeah, you know when your phone listens to you and records what you're you're yeah. thinking sometimes? And I was like, nah, that's not real. Um, and I admittedly, I watched it for a few weeks. And probably about four weeks I watched before I actually thought, right, you know what, go for it. And turned up to my first lesson on my own, didn't know what to do, what to expect. And I just remember, because I lived close enough at the time to walk to the box and it was August, so it was nice and sunny. And I remember walking there and walking home Mm -hmm. and I could guarantee if you crossed me on them two different walks, you would think it was a different person. Oh, oh, I felt like I walked differently leaving the studio, like like completely the rest is history. After six months, Carly Annex, um, it was myself and Olivia at the time, if we'd like to train on as teachers and that just grew within classes and lessons. And now obviously um, we're performance team captains and yeah. I still dance with Netflix girls, but I also get to obviously thankfully teach as well. So it's just been so massive and it's such a big part of my journey, especially this part of my life living in the UK. 
Oh, that's lovely to hear. I love that. Love how you're in, um, kind of talking about how you were, felt like you were a different person walking to the studio and coming back. Was that with Carly Ann, that first lesson? Yeah, Carly Ann. Um, I yeah. still remember it. We did burlesque. And I remember like recognizing people in the class. Like one of my first classes, um, Kat, who's in our team, was in my, one of my first classes. And you know, you just recognize these people. And to look back now and think like, and I stood in the back, I stood in the back in the right hand corner and I was so aware of myself. And although I was like a dancer, them two years off really like knocked me and I didn't pick it up as quick as I thought I would. And I wasn't as comfortable or as confident, but oh my God, it was just the start of this very exciting adventure. And I feel so privileged to um, be part of that adventure in terms of you mm -hmm. being my teacher and I would say you're you're so so gifted in enabling others. Um, oh, thank you. Because one of the slight challenges a, a dance teacher has, if they're like amazing dancers, it they don't always cross over to being amazing dance teachers because they yeah. kind of lose sight of, of everyone else around them. That's yeah, yeah, that yeah. Help. Um, and they will move and look beautiful but don't always maybe know how to enable other people to move and look beautifully. And you're quite oh, holistic in it. You're like, when people walk in, you always come. <laughs> when I walk in late, you're always like, hi! <laughs> <laughs> I love the way you try to like skulk in and I'm like, there you are. I'll try to sneak in like I'm doing mid-stretch. Like, as I come to the <laughs> you're like, I see you, girl. But you like, I've, I've noticed a couple of times when, if somebody has actually been for for a different reason really uh, emotionally distraught and you picked up on it and you kind of just really kept held them and kept them safe in it which is such Aww. a gift a real gift Thank to have so, so i can bear witness to how amazing you are oh, so who do, who do you think has been the most influential per influential person in your career so in my career, like, well, who's really I, influenced you? There's it's probably like twofold. So career, so like I've had numerous different jobs and like in the last few months, I've also changed in the sense that I quit. Um, I don't like the word quit. I stopped working um, my full-time job mm. to give myself a bit of a change and sort of figure out what I wanted to do next. But whilst also continuing thankfully to be able to work with Neptune Girls. So at the moment in this career stage that I'm at, um, definitely and 100% be Carly Ann um, who is obviously the founder of Neptune Girls um, and one of my really good friends thankfully and um, just her ethos and her I suppose view on things and um, like I message Carly as a friend as anyone else would but the advice and her outlook on things is just tenfold like it just she just has a way, and you know Carly really well as well, so you know exactly what I'm talking about, but she just has a way of explaining things and I suppose helping you come to a decision yourself without telling you the answer, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like she just she just gets it. Um, and I'd say then personally, which I've only realised this in the last few years, which is really naughty of me because I'm nearly 30 now, um, but it would 100% be my mum. Um and I would never have given her credit for that. Like, I would have always thought, oh, yeah, mom, okay, whatever. Like, you know, stop trying to tell me what to do or how to do things. But now when I look back, I'm like, you actually never once told me what to do, but you planted the seed ever so indirectly. And that ended up obviously being the right course or the right path to take. So yeah. now I actually purposely go, I'm like, I have a problem or I've, I've 
stuck in something and I'll purposely go to my mom and say, I need your advice. Whereas yeah. before, he would have tried and I wouldn't have necessarily taken it on board. So, yes, he's definitely yeah. amazing. Oh, that's lovely to hear. Yay to your mom. I love the way you yeah. say that, mom. My mommy. <laughs> I'm also, I, do, I must apologise. I, I don't know if you ever find that offensive. I love the way you say three as well. And uh, I this. Every so often I'm like, I wonder how I can get Key to say the word three. Uh, <laughs> oh people, sometimes people just ask me outright. They're like, can you just say the number after like the number two? And I'm like, what, three? And they're like, what's that? I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I feel like I'm being pumped. Uh, um, so within that whole like influence and kind of being inspired by people, um, are you... Do you have like a moment in your life adventure where you overcame an obstacle um, that you could share with us? I mean, it could be like a practical one or like mm. an emotional one. Like, is there something? Because yeah. I'm borderline obsessed with stories about overcoming. Yeah. And how I feel like it's something we really need to get in our culture more is, is those examples of actually I overcame this. I got past this. Um, is there anything that you feel you'd be able to share with us? Yeah, like, it's another, like, I don't know. I, I'm i now, like I say, coming into my 30s, and I look back when I was, like, in my early 20s, and if I could bottle the confidence that I had in my late teens to early 20s and sell that, like, mm. that would make me millions because mm. I just thought I knew everything, and I <laughs> thought I'd all figured out, and, like, I was nearly probably being a little bit harsh with myself and sort of not allowing myself to appreciate that maybe it wasn't as easy as I wanted certain things to be. Yeah. yeah. One specific example being obviously moving countries. Yeah. Um, at the time, I prepared myself for moving practically, but I don't think I prepared myself emotionally. Mm. Um, and I knew that I was... Family as well, aren't you? Yeah, literally my whole family are obviously still living in Ireland. Um. I met Nate and we did a year's long distance. Um, but we knew early on within the first few months of doing that, that the end site would be that I would move. Um, and although like, I'm like one of them, I'm like, you can't move in with somebody. You don't even know him. At the same time, I was like, for us to actually give this, pro this relationship a proper go, we will need to do that quite early on, even though it's a bit drastic. Um, so I was the one that was going to move countries. And I was like, it's fine. I've visited like, every second month I know where I'm going to live I know people that Nate know and it's just it is what it is like I've had friends that have moved away and you know it's fine yeah. but I I did not prepare myself for that how that was going to feel at all and mm -hmm. it took a good I'd say two and a half to coming up to three years for me to actually feel like I'd settled and I thought it would happen within months and yeah. I really feel like I did myself a dis disjustice yeah. And just not allowing myself to feel it was probably because as well as that you know you've got all the doubts where people are saying like are you crazy you're moving countries to be yeah. with this boy that you don't really know and obviously I knew him but yeah, but yeah. we hadn't obviously lived together and we'd gone from seeing each other like I say maybe once a month we usually did four to five weeks to then living in each other's pockets we were I was going to move in with Nate in his mom and his stepdad's house and um, so literally we were going to obviously be sharing his bedroom but to go from being so completely away from each other to then be in each other's pockets yeah but I didn't want to obviously let people know that I was scared because I think I didn't want yeah. people to give me their opinions either because I didn't need I didn't need the doubt or the worry yeah so yeah that was that was massive um and I had to then go through it here 
which it would have been so much easier to just prepare myself when I was at home with my friends and my family and talk things through. Um, but hindsight's a great thing. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I suppose all I did was um, I just had to then speak to people. I had to ring family a bit more and things like, I don't know why I gave myself this idea that I'd come home to visit every three times a year. That's what I said. I was like, I'll be home every few months, whatever. I've lived here nearly six years and I probably go home about six or seven times a year, if not more at the moment. And I don't see, I, I don't know why I thought I could only do a certain amount. Like mm. it's an hour's fly. We could afford the flight as long as we had the annual leave. And, um, but I kept trying to make this big adjustment that that's it. Now my life is here. And you know, that would just be a, that would be my previous life and I'd see family and stuff but yeah I still very much feel 50 50 that I've got as much of my life here as I do at home and yeah. um, and I just had to allow myself to to keep that part of me just I think all that space yeah just yeah fine yeah so would you say um there was anyone in particular that you really um felt helped you work that through then or do you think there's just a whole range of people obviously family and friends and thankfully Nate's family and friends as well and um, like they properly just took me under their wing um, but, and but this is not planned by the way but 100% my if you ask Nate I could call him now if you asked him what do you think helped with our relationship and that whole transition yeah we would both say the Neptune girls oh because yeah. like I said earlier on that was such a massive part of who I am and what I love to do and yeah just sort of such a love that I have for dancing and teaching and being around like-minded people that yeah. when I didn't have that I just was probably a bit of a shell of myself I had yeah. my job and I had Nate and yeah. then that was it and I was a bit like what's the point why have I moved over here to just work and essentially wait around for my my boyfriend which obviously I didn't mind doing but at the same time I was like this isn't me I'm very independent I like to have my own friends I like to have my own things yeah um so we if you if I like when I got into detail, like we had a, a massive pivotal moment in our relationship in April 2016, where I ended up actually having to fly home. Literally booked the flight, and an hour later I was on it. And crisis talked around the kitchen table with my mom, like, "What am I going to do? What's going on? What's going to happen?" And that August was when I started Neptune Girls, and then the following April we got engaged. And my mom said to me, can you remember 12 months ago? And I was like, no, what happened 12 months ago? She was like, you're sat here crying because you thought you and Nate were going to break up. She said, and obviously we, we did our own work separately, but I think yeah. a massive part of that was I became myself. Because he, he'd sometimes say, like, he's like, you're not really the person that I fell in love with, or you're not the person that you were when we started. And I couldn't figure yeah. out what he meant. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, looking back, I'm like, that's what it was. I didn't have that light. I didn't have that love. I didn't have that part of me it was missing massively so we always credit the Neptune girls for like not saving our relationship but being a massive influence in, in continuing and obviously thankfully then getting engaged and getting married oh that's wonderful to hear yes oh, um oh I would love to unpack that a little bit more but um so what, what so you you've kind of moved in from another country even into Portsmouth mm. what would you say um because that's my other thing is is I love I love hearing what people think about the city mm-hmm. um, and how how we can celebrate it so what would you say Portsmouth's biggest strength is as a city I think it's the people um 
I'd never heard of Portsmouth before, by the way, until I moved here. I, I don't know how, but where I'm not into football, I never knew where, I didn't even know where it was. I couldn't have picked it out on a map. But I obviously came in with a completely open mind, had never heard of it before. Yeah. Um, and I just always thought it was just, there was just such an array of different people um, yeah. and all unique and all different and all from different areas and different walks of life, but all in this one quite condensed place. Um. It's and it's electric yeah yeah like it's it's really nice i remember like when i'd come over to visit and we'd walk down even commercial road or walk through gun walk yeah. and it was just so you'd just see every age range every type of people like just out and about and you get such a a, a vibe and a feeling off that and i just think the people and mm. everyone's different stories and backgrounds even though you don't know them you can just tell it's just so interesting to watch and mm. i'm not from a city either so i know that's one of the really good thing of a city is that you get that um but i just i just really like yeah just the different type of people that and i've come come in contact with obviously i've had to meet all these people myself and yeah just the type of people that i get to meet who live in portsmouth and who may not be from portsmouth but are here now and call portsmouth their home mm. um, and i just love that i've got to meet them oh that's brilliant thank you for sharing that and is there anything within that that you think oh it's a shame that this is mm. a part of what portsmouth is is there is there like a I think it's just, I don't know if it's an outsider perspective because I've never, I'm not, I've not traveled much within the UK and stuff. Um, but I think whether it's people of Portsmouth themselves or people maybe in the, just our re uh, region is perception of Portsmouth. Mm. People always do the whole, oh, such and such, that's very like a Portsmouth girl or you sound like a Portsmouth boy or whatever. And I'm like, that's a stereotype that I've never actually come across. Like mm. there's this, they fit into this box, but I'm like, I've never met the typical Portsmouth girl. Like, and I don't know why there's this perception of to how how these people are because everyone that I've met has been like so different. There's not one two people that are the same. Um, okay. So I think it's just a perception of it, which yeah. thankfully things that you're doing will hopefully change it and I suppose change people's way of thinking. Yeah. Um, I think as well, I've seen this meme so many times. I've been tagged in it where people say like when you live in Ireland, and I think this could work in Portugal. When you live in Ireland, you're like I hate this place. It's so boring. There's nothing to do. And then as soon as you move countries, you're like, I'm from the Emerald Isle where everyone is gorgeous and the grass is green. <laughs> and you just have this like love of you just have this love of um where you're from because you're you feel like yeah. you're representing it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that if people traveled out of Portsmouth, they would do that. I think when yeah. you're inside, you don't necessarily see the beauty of it. But yeah, yeah. that's definitely one of the things. Oh, that's that's a funny perception. <laughs> um so here's a question. Do you think you are kind to yourself? Um, I would say sometimes. Yeah. It's not, I, I can't give a definitive. Um, I think I'm, I'm learning to be kinder, yeah. which I think is a constant journey anyway. Um, but I would say there's, I believe in myself, but I then allow the doubt to creep in and say, you can do that, but you shouldn't, or you, yeah. you can't do that now, or you can do it, but you won't do it very well. So I've got that where I know I can do whatever I want and be whoever I want, but then I do allow that doubt sometimes to creep in. So, so to me, you are the epitome of, of like somebody who knows themselves really well and is a combination of being really kind to themselves and really brave. Just, just in terms of the way you were like, just chose to journey through losing, uh, not losing, leaving your job, 
yeah. that's really brave. And that yeah. must, like there must be there's got to be a, an element of where you you kind of need to know yourself really well and mm. be yourself. And it's I looked at that though. I didn't think of that as brave though. It wasn't until people actually started saying it to me afterwards, like you've done something really brave, and I was like, or stupid, and they were like, no brave, and I was like. You know where you sort of think, oh, like I was nearly embarrassed when people were like, I'm where, like I was like, I'm leaving the job or whatever. I was telling people, I've handed in my notice, I'm leaving. And they were like, where are you going? And I was that embarrassed that I couldn't say nowhere. But now looking back, I'm like, I'm actually really glad that I didn't just leave the job to go somewhere else because I wasn't happy. I'm glad that I was, I suppose, like say brave and strong enough to be like, I'm not happy here and I'm just going to go with it and just, yeah, yeah just do that. Yeah. I think that's brilliant. And I, I think that... Thank you. That's... um a lot of people could do a little bit if you could if you could bottle that <laughs> you'd make a lot of money so um we're nearly at the end of our time together but i just just curious because just on and the whole thing of theme of being brave and kind to yourself mm. if i was to give you a challenge of learning something new um and then touch base with you like a year from now what would that be i think um Oh, I'd hope I could do it in a year. It, I think it would be to actually just like be be more intentional with what I do. And in that, that's like making time for myself. Be more intentional. Um, I love that. Yeah. Because like I, like I said, at the moment I'm navigating through loads of changes and personally and professionally and stuff, mm. um, which I'm really enjoying. But when I look back, say, on what, what did I do last week or last month or in the last six months, Mm. I know that I could have been a little bit more intentional to make sure that I my weeks were sort of what I wanted them to be so I know I always get everything done like sometimes by the skin of my teeth mm. but I get everything done but at what cost mm. um because I might say right on Sunday I'm going to do nothing I'm going to go for a walk or I'm going to go for a run or I'm going to spend time you know watching things that I want to watch but mm. because I haven't been intentional Monday to Saturday I did I don't and things fall into my time mm. um and on that that's time that I'm I will never question giving up, which I'm like, actually that should be a non-negotiable. I shouldn't have to that should be as important as the other stuff that I've yeah. that I need to do as such. So yeah, I think being more intentional with my time and how I'm giving myself um the care and I suppose the self-care that that's really important and needed. And inspiration. Oh, thanks, Ronnie. Well, thank you so much, lady, for your time. Um, no, thank you for having me. It's all been a bit surreal, hasn't it, in this lockdown yeah. podcast version? But yeah, really appreciate your time. And I will be seeing you on the dance floor soon. <laughs> oh, well, good luck. Thank Bye. you for having me. No worries. See you later. Bye. Bye.
Thank you for downloading the Inspirational Women of Portsmouth podcast. My name is Ronnie Edwards and I run Pamodzi Creatives, which hosts the Inspirational Women of Portsmouth Awards. These awards mark International Women's Day through a nomination process where anyone can be nominated for being inspirational, regardless of their context. The project also raises money for the Rape Counselling Service Parks. This series gives us a chance to get to know some of the women nominated for the awards. I hope you enjoy them. Thank you for downloading the Inspirational Women of Portsmouth podcast. My name is Ronnie Edwards and I run Pomozzi Creatives, which hosts the Inspirational Women of Portsmouth Awards. These awards mark International Women's Day through a nomination process where anyone can be nominated for being inspirational, regardless of their context. The project also raises money for the Rape Counselling Service Parks. This series gives us a chance to get to know some of the women who were nominated for the awards. I hope you enjoy them. Thank you for downloading the Inspirational Women of Portsmouth podcast. My name is Ronnie Edwards and I run Pomozzi Creatives, which hosts the Inspirational Women of Portsmouth Awards. These awards mark International Women's Day through a nomination process where anyone can be nominated for being inspirational, regardless of their context. The project also raises money for the Rape Counselling Service Parks. This series gives us a chance to get to, so, get to know some of the women nominated for the awards. I hope you enjoy them. <laughs> 